Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie. This is the podcast about music, news, nostalgia, emo bands, and pop punk bands that we grew up with. Uh, the kind of music that, you know, you just really remember and you're really nostalgic for, right? Yeah, uh, just this is the ones that Brian doesn't want to admit to also I'll having admit all of them. favorite. Look, favorite songs from we hide nothing here mm-hmm. uh this episode is with tom higginson uh mostly known for the plain white tees uh also has his own record label called humans were here and a new band out called million miler with some new music coming out soon it's very uh 80s synth nostalgic sort of sound we talk a lot about that sort of nostalgic feeling of music and and all that and uh honestly it's it's a fun conversation he's a very nice gentleman and yeah. we're glad he came on to talk to us you can't ask for anything more honestly in this day and age you just want nice <laughs> people and we stand nice people also if you uh, a lot of the comparisons when i was doing just extra just background research just as i do about our guests some a lot of people were saying like this is like from Stranger Things. I'm like, I don't think it's from Stranger Things, but Stranger Things was in the <laughs> 80s, so it definitely fits the vibe. And I think when he was explaining, as we'll get more into this episode, one of the um, like songs that he has, it gave me big like San Junipero from vibes mm-hmm. from like, you know, Black Mirror that I feel like everybody's watched that one episode in yep. the 80s. So I feel like that's a better comparison if you're looking for it, but it's, it is good and what you're looking for if you're into like that 80s revival. Yeah, definitely. Um, we do not talk at all about Delilah on this episode. We don't. If you're here to find out, there's probably anyway. hundreds of other articles already written after the last, like, what, 10, 15 years? <laughs> don't, think, don't put this right? in the episode, but, like, maybe put this in the in the episode. Uh, let's put a um, let me Google that for you link in the, <laughs> uh, in the in the show notes and just be like, if you want to learn more about Delilah, click here and it'll just, like, come up. But, like, <laughs> uh just a random, it's just the Google search of like, yeah. hey, is Delilah here? Uh, hey. Maybe leave that in. That's funny. Um, anyway, yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let, we'll, we'll get into what we got coming up uh, soon here. But before we do, if you enjoy this episode, make sure that you share it. Make sure you let people know. Uh, it is one of the best ways to help us as a podcast grow. Uh, also it'll help promote uh, Tom's music. It'll help promote our other episodes. So if you enjoy this, check out our other ones and uh, share it to your friends. Let people know about this podcast. Just even if you leave a review and you just hit five stars, if you are so inclined and you don't leave a written review that that's still helpful. Or if you say good, it's that works. Good. Good. We love it. Do not leave Maybe, less than a five star review. If you do, Brian's coming for your knees. Yeah. Don't be a monster. Why are you like this? <laughs> Four. I thought we were your I thought we were your favorite podcast yeah. host. Real fake energy. Yeah. Not. Wow. Yeah, I'm looking for crisp high fives and you're giving me crisp slaps across the face with your four stars. Can't believe it. You're coming for the crispy knees then. <laughs> crispy knees. <laughs> oh, Lizzie, Lizzie, what do you got coming up this week? 
nothing much just going on so tiktok finally enabled their automated captions at least on our end so not everybody has them yet but we finally got it so that means it makes it a lot easier (laughs) well we use i already put captions on there anyway beforehand but it is very time consuming so if you've ever just like listened to yourself for a straight hour for a one minute video just to make sure you're <laughs> typing everything out right you understand the pain yeah but now we have it enabled and we're able to do it so that means we can make more like quick kind of head assery uh content for you <laughs> much quicker so keep sending what you want us to do within reason at x emo social club x and then hit us up on twitter um just to say hey or you know tweet at us or whatever you want to do on there i'm slowly getting back into it now that i'm like kind of getting used to my new job too so it um helps me keep connected with the kids and that's all (laughs) i asked for wow i know so brian how are you staying connected to the kids this week (laughs) no thank you how do you do fellow kids no um i uh i hope that you all came to our action adventure night uh, where we debuted their EP on Friday last weekend. Uh, so I hope you were there. If you're not, uh, I hope you come to our next uh, DJ nights. We got this Friday and this Saturday. Fridays are just me, which is sad, yeah. but you should still come. And then Saturdays are our theme nights with Lizzie. So please come and hang out with us there. Um, and uh, I think, you know, that's really it. Like, we just want you to come and listen to to jams with us and... You know, that's something we really appreciate from you. So yeah, we love the, the friendship. Friendship's cool. Like, let's just imagine crisp high fives with one another out here. Like, just, just Safely. put your, put your, uh, look at my elbow on the screen and then oh, just like God. pretend, you know, the thing. Anyway. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here is our <laughs> episode. Let's just transition right into it. Wow. Uh, with nothing else to mention or talk about. Here is our episode with Tom of the Plain White Tees and Million Miler. Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from emosocialclub.tv. I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie. We're here this evening with record label owner and Plain White Tees frontman, Tom Higginson. Thank you so much for coming on. We're super excited to have you here. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. This is really, really fun. I'm super stoked to be here. I'm, I'm excited to see... Are we going to talk for like an hour or so? I don't know. Yeah. Where's this going to go? <laughs> Is it going to be spontaneous? I, I love doing the, like, obviously over the, over the quarantine, it's like, you know, podcasts have really kind of blown up. So I've been starting to do more and more of these and I'm kind of getting hooked. I don't know. I, I like it. I like the, <laughs> the fun openness to it. So yeah, I'm stoked to be here. Yeah. Yeah. You've been doing a, I know you've been doing a bunch now because of all of your, your new projects. Do you want to tell us like what you're up to right now? Cause we got you for the record label. Uh, humans were here, but you're also doing a band million miler right now too. Yeah. So I'm basically, um, I'm just one of those weirdos that can never like stand or like sit still, you know, like I've <laughs> got to be doing something. And, sure. um, luckily it's all, it. it's all very, um, you know, it, it's all productive and it's all just kind of tapping into, you know, I, obviously I love music, right? So it's just all kind of different facets of that. Um, so starting, obviously you guys know me from Plain White Tees the most. So um, mm-hmm. starting to demo uh, a new record for Plain White Tees, which is really exciting. Hopefully later on this year, we'll get in the studio and have some new music with Plain White Tees. Uh, but in the meantime, like I said, over the quarantine, aside from doing a bunch of podcasts, 
Um, I started a 80s synth pop side project, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which might sound kind of weird, but I'm like, I've always loved the 80s. By the way, can you guys hear? Is there like a, a really loud lawnmower in this feed or is it not just, really? Can you? No. Okay, good. Because I kind of <laughs> live no like. Kind of, but yeah. Yeah. Well, now it's getting louder. I don't know if it's a helicopter <laughs> or a lawnmower. I live on kind of like a busy street, so it's like it's you know terrible for situations like this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so so over the over the uh, this last you know crazy year where we've all been stuck inside, um, yeah, I've just been writing a ton of music, and luckily I do a lot of the production stuff myself. Uh, I work with with uh, one other guy, my buddy Dan, do all the production and stuff. But yeah, so I launched an '80s synth pop side project called Million Miler, um, and it's actually like it feels like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, you guys. This is so annoying. It's, it's annoying to me. Like, are like they in it's my, raining my here. yard right now? Like we're all, I, you're in the, you're in the burbs of Chicago, right? Yeah. I don't think it's yeah. raining by me right now. Yeah. Cause it's raining here. No, it was so just like, raining by me. Ooh. It was just raining by me in the oh, burbs. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's all, yeah. it migrated. It's raining. Might anyway. as well get out there with my lawnmower. Let's ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What the hell? Yeah. So anyway, long story short, Million Miler, it's, it's like, cause you know, I've always uh, loved the eighties and, and uh, our la- the last Play My Tease album actually, it was called Parallel Universe. And we kind of tapped into that vibe a little bit, uh, you know, kind of had some synth stuff and some elect- electro stuff, but you know, with Play My Tease, we don't want to go too far into that or too far out of our, like, you know, our, our wheelhouse. Um, so I was like, man, like, I really want to do more of this. So it basically just led to me starting a solo project. Um, also, big fan of Stranger Things, of course. I think that kind of brought the 80s back for everybody, you know. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and there's there's uh, there's this, this club in Los Angeles that I go to a lot called Break Room 86. And it's literally mm. like, like a speakeasy that... I swear to God, it's like a time machine back to the eighties. Like you walk in and you're instantly in like a John Hughes movie, like at a club mm. with like a band playing. It's just so badass. And so going there a lot and then mixed with stranger things mixed with us dabbling with the eighties <laughs> thing with plain white tees. It just kind of led me to do million miler, just a passion project. Yeah. That bar sounds awesome. <laughs> Dude. If yeah. you're, if you guys, I, I mean, Honestly, I, I hope to God that it that it makes it, you know, through all this. Yeah. Because obviously, right. you know, I, I feel like bars and restaurants are kind of the on the chopping block, you know, mm-hmm. with uh, with this last year. So so we shall see. Maybe I'll, I'll keep you guys posted uh, once I get back out <laughs> there to see if it's if it's still around. I hope yeah. so. But yeah. <laughs> There we go. We'll we'll take an emo social club uh, trip out yeah. to LA for no yeah. other reason, <laughs> field- just for just for straight vibes. Yeah, field trip. <laughs> Let's go. I'll meet you guys there. Um. So yeah. So besides Million Miler, I also do. Uh, I play drums in a punk band called TLB with some other mm-hmm. uh, other Chicagoans here. And then um, I started a record label about a, a year and a half, two years ago, called Humans Were Here. And so that's aside from having a couple artists uh, on that label outside of stuff that I'm doing, it's also a great funnel for all of all of my projects as well. Um, so, yeah, so keeping pretty busy through all this. It's been really cool. Yeah. 
Sounds like it. I mean, the, the last year has been like, well, the last year has been kind of crazy for a lot of people for many different reasons. And obviously keeping busy being like the, the main thing everybody wants to do. And I know a lot of people have just been like, well, I have the internet and I have access to do all this stuff. So might as well. Um, yeah. I'm interested because, you know, it was kind of like tw- end of 2019 um, where, where a bunch of bands that were from like the old Warped Tour days, the old like, you know, the, the pop punk scene, the emo scene, we're all like, I think we're going to get back together for 2020. And um, like that didn't work out for a lot of people uh clearly but i was i was i was kind of curious because plain white tees has kind of been together ever since right like you guys have never taken really a a major hiatus or broken up or anything like that and rather than doing just nostalgia tours rather than doing the same you know plain white tees songs for everybody you decided to enter some new projects and do some new projects in that time um what was the inspiration as opposed to you know leaning on that nostalgia and that that rising of all of these things on TikTok and the internet and all that, uh, instead of going back to that and doing some newer things instead? Well, I don't know. I'm always, like I said earlier, I'm just obsessed with music. I love music. So like, I don't know, for me, I've all, there's always something more to say, I guess, you know, and there's always Mm. something, there's always, music always inspires me. Um, You know, I mean, this year, two of the greatest albums of all time came out, uh, The Weekend After Hours and uh, The Strokes, The New Abnormal, two phenomenal albums. And those really got me through the pandemic. They were they, those, you know, how lucky, I don't know if you guys are fans of either, either of those artists, but like how lucky as a fan that two of my favorite artists just happened to like have an album done, you know, before all everything shut down. It was just like perfect yeah. timing. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's like, it's like you hear albums like that and it just makes you want to write music. It makes you want to create more. Um, so yeah, so for me, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm a very nostalgic guy, by the way, I I got no problem going back and, you know, Hey there, Delilah, one, two, three, four all day long. But like, there's (laughs) always something, you know, there's always something driving me. And I think, um, I don't know. I, I think that, that I'll always be like, I guess for better or worse, I'll always be pushed to just keep creating and, and just keep putting out music. And that's like really exciting to have that like drive. And it's also, you're making just so such new things and it's just not kind of like regurgitated from the older things you have already done, especially because with um, your recent project, you have this new album coming out on May 10th. And I've been listening to some of the stuff that you've already put out and it's definitely I feel like attention grabbing and I also think it's like what the kids just really like in general now because everybody is just kind of like not like regressing in a bad way but you know they're taking (laughs) stock and you know times that I they either you know weren't able to live in or times that they did live in and they're just looking back upon as as like a comfort method after this last chaotic year yeah you know that's funny you say that because I was thinking like when the pandemic started and I'll, I'll talk about the new album and all those songs. Thank you, by the way, for checking some out, some of those songs out. That's awesome. Um, yeah. But uh, I was telling a friend of mine at the beginning of the pandemic, it's like, man, like, because obviously uh, running a record label, there's, we're always kind of on the lookout for like a new artist or somebody that piques our interest or whatever. And at, when the pandemic started, it was like, man, like, like we don't have to sign anybody for a while because nobody right now is going to care about new music. Everybody's going to want to like 
like listen to something that makes them feel like you said, comfortable, like makes them feel good, like something that they know, because we're moving into these uncharted territory, you know, this uncharted territory with pandemic. So you're going to want to grab onto something that, you know, from, from a time that made you feel good, you know? Um, so it's kind of funny that you say that. And that happens to be, I didn't do that. You know, obviously that wasn't planned out with million miler it just happens to be my like, you know, passion project to kind of tap into those 80s synth, synth pop, you know, synth wave vibes. Um, but yeah, I think that you're, I mean, I hope you're right. I, I think people seem to be reacting really well to the project because it has that built in. Yeah. Like that nostalgia and that just, you know, feel good. Oh my God, dudes. I got freaking <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre They're outside. Say- <laughs> They're saying I need to have the best suburban lawn <laughs> yeah, right, right now while it's raining. Yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> well, I get, I don't, I guess it's not raining out by me because I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't see a window, but, but anyway, yeah. So that's, that's, um, I think people are really relating to it well because, you know, I, I'm always, I'm a sucker for like just writing super honest lyrics. You know, I always try to tell my story and I feel like people have always been able to relate to that to, to some extent, you know, just lyrically. Um, so you, you match that to those, you know, synth vibes that are just, you know, soaked in like, like, obviously, I don't know if you guys have seen the album cover for the Million Miler record that's coming May 10th, but it's just like literally just a beach getaway with palm trees, like a classic, like, uh, you know, a Corvette and a bonfire with a boombox sitting there. It's like, how can you kind of go wrong? It's like, who doesn't want to <laughs> be in that moment? Um, and I don't think that's like, you know, it could be the 80s or it could be today. You know, it's like, I don't know, it's just a vibe. Like you, you said vibe a few times tonight, Lizzie. It's like, that's a vibe that I kind of feel like <laughs> is kind of timeless. And, and I, for one, always want to just, I, I always want to be in, in that mindset, you know? Which beach, I'm like thinking like Chicago. I'm like, yeah, it's on Lake Michigan, I guess. But also like, <laughs> well, I'm yeah. more of a, uh, you know, around, obviously I travel all the time. I spend a lot of time in California. So mm. in my mind, it's more of like a, a California, I mean, I've got a song called Zuma Beach. I'm actually doing a record mm. release party on May 10th at Zuma Beach. I, I figure like, well, we can't really get together indoors or anything yet. So why not right. just like have a bunch of people hang out at the beach and I'll play a few songs. So that's what I'm doing on May 10th. But nice. um, so, yeah, that's I'm picturing a California beach, maybe. But uh, <laughs> okay. around here, I don't, know about, I don't know about you guys, but around here, all of my childhood vacations were all like Lake Michigan. Like, mm. you know, up the coast of, of Michigan there, I'd always go. My, my aunt and uncle have a place um, that we still to this day will like head out to in the summer and like spend a night at the beach. And, you know, I don't know. So, yeah, I love I love the fact that we all grew up here because there is that body of water right there. It's like even though we're Chicago, it's like a, a big major city. We still kind of have that like, you know we're an hour away from like a super beach getaway. So that's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. A lot of people like, we get the best of both. Worlds exactly. Here. They don't realize <laughs> exactly. like, you know, Oh, we have, we have the big city. We've got all this stuff. And then it's like, yeah, you want to get down to like a body of water in the hot weather. And then they're like, well, you only have like three days of that. And it's like, yeah, that's, that's kind of fair. <laughs> Which is it's true. Like, well, you got yeah. three whole days. Yeah. yeah. And then we, like you know, one we, of them's in we March. Make the most. <laughs> we make the most of those three days. That's for sure. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, we did get a couple of questions on uh, on Instagram about Chicago food. And I'm like, I don't know how it always gets to like the Chicago food conversation with like, like a lot of people who are like not in Chicago, not in Illinois are just like, hey, uh, you know, pizza's cool there. And it's like, yeah. We're more than just our pizza. I mean, pizza's pretty cool everywhere, I got to say, you know? Yeah, agreed. And like, everybody's always uh, confused about the deep dish. And then it's like, I, why are we talking about deep dish? It's not something we have all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's weird, right? People think that Chicago style, you know, Chicago style pizza. So everybody eats that in Chicago all the time. But it's like, yeah, like you said, it's maybe a, maybe a few times a year we go deep dish. Yeah. And then uh Lou, Mal- Lou Malnati's, by the way. What fair. do you guys think? Okay. Yeah. I think that I'm a Giordano's person. Oh, okay. So So I love Giordano's. I, I actually love Giordano's thin <laughs> crust better than their deep dish. Ooh. And I like Lou Malnati's mm. deep dish. No? I don't know. That's, that's fair. That's fair. I their their thin Giordano's thin crust is pretty on point i will give it that lou malnati's thin crust doesn't hit as much mm. yeah. their deep dish yeah. is okay oh. it's just really cheesy for me personally but <laughs> well, i like the sauce <laughs> see, yeah i i like cheese i like cheese so mm-hmm. so there you go that explains it there we go <laughs> i was gonna say pequods uh mm. that's the one that i tend to go for but uh pretty, even chat right now is like thin crust over everything and i'm like yeah kind of yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Midwestern um uh what is it called, Lizzie? The like parlor style tavern style. Tavern style? Yeah, yeah tav- tavern style. Yeah. Wow, words are hard. <laughs> well, that's the thing about Chicago as well. I don't think a lot of places you know how we cut our thin crust in squares. I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of people do yes. that, right? Isn't that kind of a Chicago thing or a Midwestern? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. Cause I know people are like, Why don't you just cut it like a normal slice? And I'm like I don't know. This is what they gave us. And yeah. said, okay, it works. I wasn't point. consulted. Yeah. I grew up in this. I wasn't this. consulted. <laughs> I was born I here. Like, I can't control it. Don't you guys feel like cutting it smaller in, into the squares? And I've just had this realization right now in this moment. We probably <laughs> eat way more because if we had like a big ass triangle, it would be like, oh, that's our piece. You eat that, oh, maybe you're still a little hungry. You're not going to take another big-ass triangle and start eating that, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I think cutting it into the little squares, it's like you can forever eat like one more of those, you know? Oh, yeah. So you just probably yeah. keep going oh, yeah. back to it. So I don't know. Maybe that's a, it's a little, <laughs> little... It's like a mind game that you play with right yourself. There. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I realized that I introduce this entire section of the podcast by saying man we always end up talking about pizza we should talk about pizza <laughs> yeah i'm like oh wow that really did this um yeah you kind of indirectly also, led us there yeah but, i know yeah. uh <laughs> tacos were brought up too and i honestly think that the conversation is moving more from chicago pizza and it's like no if you're coming to chicago like if you're visiting go get tacos go go to a really good mexican restaurant instead for sure. You know what though? I'm bad because I'm I'm a suburban kid, so I don't really know like what are some of the the really good Mexican places in in the city. I'm I'm not even I'm probably not even hip to them. 
Yeah. There's a lot that are like, like, just like, you know, there, Big Star is like a really well-known, I guess, in like the Wicker Park area, now in Wrigleyville sure. area. So of course you have like that kind of a place. It's good. It's not traditional. It's just kind of, you know, a really good, more like chain style it's like thing. The, it's the hipster yeah. version of what you're looking for. Like if you're like, I want to go out and like, just be that person. <laughs> and a pitcher of margaritas. Uh, yeah. We had a couple people that were visiting recently that we said Lonesome Rose, which is in Logan. It's really good. Um, mm. There's a few other kinds of places like that. But I mean, a lot of people, it's like the corner place is my favorite. You know, the place that you're just oh, yeah. like a family owned and you just kind of walk in and it's cash only. And you're like, yeah, I'll take all these. Uh, also kind of oh, yeah. depends well, on the time of day. If you're like leaving the bar, maybe everything. <laughs> yeah. Over by me, we've got Los Burritos Mexicanos. Are you guys familiar? Mm -hmm. There you go. There's also a Los, <laughs> I mean, Los yeah. Dos, Los mm -hmm. Burritos 2, right by here too. <laughs> so they've got the, uh, you know, they've got the hold on on the uh, the West Suburbs for sure. Yeah. Or yeah. I was about to say, I'm out in the West Suburbs too. So uh, we're pretty much at the same, the same level. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I have a friend who lives down in Pilsen, though, so I'll go there and we'll always go to like, we usually go to uh, Coyote Taco and mm. that's really good. And it's obviously in Pilsen, so everything is like super authentic. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, okay, let's talk a bit more about, uh, I guess, the music and the record label. Get off the taco conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys know that we have our own TikTok? It's at X Emo Social Club X, and we put a lot of different cool things on there, from random train dancing videos to previews of our upcoming podcast episodes and anything else in between. And also make sure you're following us on our YouTube channel as well, Emo Social Club, to search it in the search bar. We have some really cool videos coming your way. Brian is making really cool adult beverages that you can make at home. I decided to make it an emo cocktail. So this one's called the Alone This Holiday by Muse. And I'm going to teach you how to make your favorite coffee from your equally favorite bands. The new Spear Box Coffee. We're gonna want to do 25 to 30 grams. All the coffee comes together, all the flavors are spread up. So keep on listening and follow our other social pages. Oh, and make sure to join the club. Before we got on here, I mentioned that I actually went to see Plain White Tees at Metro before this, this panorama happened. <laughs> and I got one of your CD samplers. And when we originally got the email um, from Caitlin and to set this up, I was like putting two and two together. And I know you had said that that was just kind of like something that you had thought about and like organically kind of coming back around in like a positive way. Yeah, I love that. So uh, for anybody that, that doesn't know, um, I made a CD sampler for my record label, Humans Were Here. And a CD sampler like in 2019 or whatever is probably the dumbest idea of all time because no <laughs> one plays CDs anymore. And I was like, well, it's, it's almost like a glorified flyer, basically, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. even if, even if these get thrown, you know, into the, you know, it's a, it becomes a Frisbee for somebody, it's still, there will, it's still, it's, it's, uh, it has a, um, a point to it, right? It's just getting that name out there, getting, letting people, you know, literally like the, it's square one for me. Like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm doing all this stuff myself, all the merch orders coming in, I'm filling in my basement, you know, and sending it going to the, the post office and shipping them out myself. So it's all very, 
um, very grassroots. It very much reminds me of like the early days of plain white tees. You know, mm. it's funny. It's kind of like starting, it's like starting a band, uh, but it's like a label instead. You know, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. the same vibe for sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, the fact that Lizzie, you said that you were at that show at the Metro a year and a half ago. And you got one of those CDs. And then when you were reached, reached when the label reached out to you about me getting on the podcast, you were like, oh yeah, I remember that. I have that CD. And that's the point. You know, that's kind of the whole point. Like, <laughs> even though you you probably didn't even listen to the damn thing, but like you saw it, you held it in your hand. And I think there's something about like, you know, that just that that tangibility of it, like the fact that we all live on our phones now and we're all, you know, so connected to whether it's Instagram or just whatever, you know, to actually hold something like, like I said, even if it gets thrown in the trash the next day, you still had that moment of touching it, looking at it and it's, it's in there somewhere, you know? So you had the, the moment, the full circle moment, you know, when you got reached out to and by the label or whatever, but there's going to be somebody that hears, you know, sees a million miler video in a few months randomly and it's like million miler, where have I heard of that? And they remember, oh yeah, humans were, oh yeah, that sampler I got, you know? So it's just a matter of, of uh, just getting the word out there somehow. And me being kind of an old school guy, it's like, I remember back when I was promoting Plain White Tees, I would make flyers. I would do, I would stand outside shows much like I did at my own show and gave you a CD, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> like, and just pass out, you know, just talk to everybody I could meet people pass out flyers for old play my T shows being like, Hey, my band's playing, you know, down the block next weekend, you got to come out, whatever. It's like, I don't know. Sometimes that's the best way in, in an age, especially now when everything is so easy and so in your hand on your phone, you know, to actually have someone in your face saying, hi, this is, this is mine. This is for you. I want to hand this to you. This is what I'm working on now. You know, I think that there's still a, a big place for that. And I think, honestly, like I said, maybe even more so because it's so much more rare now. And it's like, a, you know, it, it, it's rare to have a bit of personal, you know, hand to hand kind of a thing. Um, so, yeah, anyway, long story short, I'm glad that you you got the CD <laughs> and you remembered it. And that basically is is like validation that like, OK, yeah, that was that was all worth it, you know. Yeah, it all worked. Yeah. I, I remember, you know, with old bands of mine, it's like, hey, let's go to like the uh, the A Day to Remember show and like stand outside and just talk to people and hand them that. And it was like, yeah, this feels like it really works. And yeah, I, it's kind of interesting now when we're talking about like how nobody owns things, let alone like have owning a CD player. Like nobody owns things. Nobody owns music anymore. They're just like, yeah, I'll just pull up whatever song on youtube or spotify and just play it that way off my phone and it's like now i actually own like a cd and a piece of music and it's like the hell do i do with this (laughs) you know but it's like you remember it now because it's so rare like now if you are if you're that guy standing outside of a show and you you give somebody something and you talk to them for a little bit like that's going to mean so much more to to that person even now even in the time when everyone's just texting and uh uh on on the internet watching streams watching videos and all that on their phone it's like yeah still have that like human contact i think i'm just really missing human contact maybe that was the point of what i was trying to say that that might be it actually you might just miss like actually like talking to other people outside of your household like 
a crisp high five outside of a show changed would change my life right now <laughs> dude i can't wait so we have a couple of plain white tees shows that are coming up uh like i don't not to brag or anything but our next show is in hawaii uh okay in a few weeks Ooh. yeah i know i know it's like a All right. subtle what do you call that a humble brag or something um mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> but the point is it's like people like they're kind of starting to just slowly trickle in and obviously you know we we've been super like we haven't done anything that that has been you know at all risky or anything we've been super strict with within the band about not taking shows or not taking offers that you know seemed like they were would be risky or anything or put people at risk um so yeah but slowly and surely especially now that the vaccine is kind of getting out there like mm that's going to start happening more and more. And I feel like I, I, I just saw, uh, you know, speak Synthwave, my, the Million Miler Project, uh, a band that I love, The Midnight. Do you guys know them at all? Yes, I've heard of them. It's they're, been a real long time since <laughs> I heard of them, but I remember. Yeah, they're freaking great. But they just announced they, a rescheduled tour uh, for like starting in November of this year. And it was mm -hmm. like, whoa, like a freaking tour is, you know, like it, it, it's just crazy to think that like those days of like, yeah, high-fiving outside of a venue, they're like kind <laughs> of right around the corner, you know, and yeah. that, that's pretty exciting. It, it's going to be <laughs> really, really cool to like start having those experiences again, because I don't know about you guys. It's like, I mean, obviously for me playing shows all the damn time very easy to kind of take it for granted and not realize just how special those moments were until this last year when it was all taken away. Yeah. You know? Until now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, going to them all the time, I guess is like, yeah, it's just kind of like your normal thing. Like when we were talking about what to do with this podcast, you know, and it's like, well, what do we love doing? And it's like, well, we love doing live events. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh yeah, shit. Like, like we can't yeah. do this. We can't get together with people. We can't bring them in. Um, we can't even record the podcast. Like we would record it in my studio here. And it's like, well, we can't do that. Like nobody can come over to my apartment anymore. So, like, you know, what do we do now? And it's like, yeah, just, it, it, it definitely feels like, you know, I've gotten used to this feeling of like being at home, being in this room, being, you know, working on a computer, only looking at screens and not high-fiving anybody. But it's like, mm -hmm. I guess I am feel you know, I'm certainly feeling like I want it again, I guess. Uh, but I'm also, I, I don't know, kind of nervous, kind of like totally. anxious about it. I mean, that makes sense. But like Chicago today just announced like effective immediately. They're open, starting to slowly open mm. up more with like their events and concerts and the capacity. I mean, oh, wow. Windy City Smokeout just announced like, I think it was like over 12,000, I think 500 people per day are allowed at that. Um, I, yeah. I think it's in like late July. So it's like we are starting to get there. And I know that there's like a big disconnect, too, because, you know, Riot Fest is so, supposed to be happening, too. And my siblings are going to Summer Smash. And I'm like, are we safe enough to do this? But it's like, I kind of want this to happen. But I have this weird like back and forth with it because yeah. I'm like, I would like to see people. I would like to interact with people. Again. Yeah. Well, I, I just traveled recently. So I'm, I'm obviously all, you know, before the pandemic, literally, I was fly on a flying somewhere like once a week almost you know it was constantly mm -hmm. just go 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 and um so just recently and i haven't you know it was march 12th i remember of 2020 i flew home everything was starting to you know get weird so i flew home 
And then I hadn't traveled at all for over a year. And so just recently, a couple of weeks ago, uh, after getting, you know, my second dose and everything, I uh, got on a flight. I went to, to LA for the first time anywhere in over a year. And so LA, you know, it, it was beautiful. Like it was sunny. It was amazing. But I tell you what, like I felt super weird. Like hmm. I felt like, like, like not that I wasn't ready, but kind of what you guys were saying. It's almost like, like, okay, cool. It was like, I've been waiting for a year to be able to do this. I did everything right and played it super safe. I got vaccinated. So now it's kind of like, okay, for me to do this again. But it was still like, I had to like, like, it took me a while to like, yeah, to not be just kind of super weird, like, anxiety freaked out. Like, am I okay doing this? Or is this safe? Mm. Or is it, and it wasn't even like I was thinking that literally, but like, after having those thoughts for the past year, it, it's like almost like my subconscious, you know, you couldn't help but like kind of have that in the back of your head, just a little bit like a, you know, 10% of just some weird like fear of like people and, and doing anything. Yeah. Outside, I've, I've had a really great year in this room, you know, like, <laughs> so, so leaving it is a little bit like, man, it, it, it definitely, Definitely is going to take some getting used to, but I think that, you know, I think it's uh, like, like you guys said, it's like, you want to be able to do that. And, and, you know, it's like mo 90% of me is like, oh, this is awesome. And this is good. And this is like, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing or what is supposed to, you know, like kind of what I've been waiting for. But yeah, there's definitely that weirdo 10% where it's like, man, like, you know, because I don't know about you guys, but like, you kind of got convinced like, man, if I like, if I give someone a hug, I could die, you know? And that's mm -hmm. a pretty messed up mentally, like mental thought, you know? And so no matter what, it's like living with that for a year, it, I think definitely gonna take some getting used to and gonna take a little bit of, uh, you know, just a little bit of time to, uh, to kind of get through that. Because that's, a, like I said, it's a pretty messed up thought and uh so yeah i just think mentally we're all it'll be it'll be a slow and steady uh you know re-entry i guess yeah i uh i mean neither condoning nor condemning uh mgk playing a show in florida but uh yeah. i sent lizzie there's a full video of this concert online and i'm like well i mean it already happened, so I can at least enjoy it now on this video. Like, mm -hmm. I don't have to argue. From the safety and security yeah, of my home. <laughs> a week later. Right, like, right. I don't have to feel anything about that because it's like, it already happened. What, what am I going to do? I may not have wanted to go and I may not have wanted it to happen, but I'll just watch this video. And I see him go, like, in the front of the audience and, like, hold the microphone out for them to sing it. And I was like, no, oh, no, wow. no, 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 no. It, it like totally. I like had a visceral reaction to seeing it. I'm like, why? Because it's not me. I'm not there. It's not going to happen to me. But I'm also like, ooh, ah, that's totally. that's scary. That's going to be really weird. <laughs> like, yeah, like getting a microphone actually, shoved in your face. We, we actually um, <laughs> we had an offer for a show that we had to cancel in Florida just a couple months ago because it was like, yeah, like Florida is like a different animal i feel like you know like <laughs> they've, yeah, it is. <laughs> they've kind of like ignored the pandemic i feel like this whole year uh 
Oh yeah. So yeah, we knew that that, like I said, we, anything that we have done, little things we've made real sure we're like going to be safe and going to be, you know, protocol. And so yeah, Florida, we did not feel ready, ready for Florida yet. <laughs> yeah. Like, but yeah, I, I totally yeah. feel you. Like, like even in the past year of like seeing like old pictures of shows or seeing like crowds hasn't it like made you like, Oh my God, like, I can't believe we did that. Or I can't believe that was yeah. normal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I look at everything and I'm like, we used to just like be in massive pits of people watching shows yeah. and we're just like, yeah, this is fine. This is, this is what I'm doing. And then I'm like, I don't want, I already don't want nobody really near me, but I'm like, I really don't want to <laughs> right now. I, yep. I definitely feel like I'm going to wear a mask at the first shows back just because like you're just gonna have this cyberpunk vibe going. yeah listen it's okay it's what's 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 in our scene it's what the people want it's what the people <laughs> like maybe i don't oh, know yeah. i there was yeah, a mosh honestly, pit in that video too i was like oh no oh, oh no god <laughs> yeah and masks don't really bu bug me you know it's like i'm okay like if i have to wear a mask for the next year like hey that's cool you know whatever like i don't yeah. i don't know i, I don't want to get you know anything like that but for me i think if i'm always a better safe than sorry kind of a guy so mm. it's like you know i never really had the issue i know there's some like anti-maskers or whatever it's like for me it's like hey if this could like help like keep people healthy fine with me you know yeah i agree yeah that's and that's a good way to go about it I did want to get back to your um release your record release show though because I saw it on your Instagram and when you were talking about just playing it safe I'm like that is like such a great innovative idea to just say hey we're having this but like there's strict restrictions like we're all open and spread out but we're wearing masks but we're on the beach and we're having a good a good time and I'm like that's just really that's just like a really smart thing to do and I really enjoyed seeing that <laughs> oh thank you yeah I'm actually I actually um had one of my things that anybody that shows up, I'm going to make like 50, uh, well, I don't know if it's going to be 50, whatever, like little goodie bags to give to people if they show up. Hmm. And one of the items is actually a million miler mask. So there nice. you go. So yeah. in case some, somebody shows up and, oh, I, you know, we don't need a mask. We're on the beach, whatever. It's like, nope, here you go. Put this on. Here you go. <laughs> no excuses. Yeah, yeah. And it'll make for a good Instagram shot or something with people, you know. Yeah. It'll be fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. We got we got to think of the marketing yeah. motion of exactly. it, too. <laughs> exactly. Everybody, yep. for the gram, put them on. <laughs> uh, have you... I, I did see Play My Tees did a, did a, a, a recorded show or a live show the other day, I think. Um, how, how have you felt about, like, doing stuff like that on the internet? Like, has that been something you're interested well, in? Has it been, like... Uh, so I've been trying to do things uh, just to stay connected. You know, I've been doing, uh, I launched this thing called the Wednesday club uh, on plain white tees, mm -hmm. Facebook, where every Wednesday, and this started, I'm almost uh, a full year into it. I started uh, May, I want to say May 19th or May 20th uh, of 2020, just kind of going on, on the plain white tees uh, Facebook page and just playing a few songs live. And then I, I let people, uh, fans start voting for the set list. And so it became a very cool inter interactive thing. Um, and I've been doing for Million Miler, trying to connect with, with, with people on, with that project. I've been going on Instagram Live and blasting, like, like doing dance parties, basically. 
So I like hmm. put together a little like Spotify playlist of like my favorite 80s songs and then like mix in a million miler song here and there and just like literally like, <laughs> nice. like get some cool lights going and like, you know, the same room from a different angle and like just kind of <laughs> dance around and just have fun with it. Um, and so, yeah, so I've been, I've been trying to do uh, as many of those little, uh, yeah, I don't know what you'd call them, uh, live streamed, you know, just kind of live, live events through, through my phone, through social media and stuff. Um, and at first I got to say it was really weird. And I was like the first few times of doing it, I was kind of like, kind of awkward and didn't really feel like I was a little nervous or it was just, it was just different. But honestly, now I kind of feel like it's so like, I've gotten so used to it that now I feel like playing again is going to be the awkward thing like on a stage with real people it's going to be like what yeah. the hell do i do you know so yeah i, I think it's definitely something <laughs> i've gotten used to and I've, I've found a way to to have fun with it and uh like i said the whole thing is about staying connected and just you know especially early on in the pandemic really being able to give people something to do and something you know a little bit of a of a break from all the I don't know, just the paranoia and all the uncertainty that was happening at that point. Um, and then it just became something that I really started to enjoy. And I feel like it meant a lot to, to a lot of our fans and stuff. So I just kept doing it. So it's been cool. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. People have had different opinions about doing the stuff on the internet and, you know, you can't get that sort of immediate feedback that 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 sort of visceral response from somebody really feeling the music but i love the idea of a dance party that sounds actually like like really yeah. cool <laughs> so for on new year's eve i did a million miler dance party and not you know i i, I feel like it's going to go down in history as one of the as million <laughs> miler starts to get bigger and bigger people are going to be like oh like i was i, I saw the new year's dance party because i went on <laughs> I, I had this like thought like you know, it was like around Christmas time. I'm like, man, like New Year's Eve is going to suck. Like nobody's going to go anywhere, right? Everybody's just going to be stuck at home New Year's Eve. So I'd already done a couple of those million miler dance parties. So I was like, kind of like, hey, screw it. Like, I'm just going to freaking throw together like a long ass set list of a bunch of 80 songs and just <laughs> have fun with it. And we made like a little flyer and everything and blasted it on all the socials. And I had like, I feel like throughout the night, there was all constantly like 40 to 60 people watching and on new year's Eve to like, like I barely have that many followers at all on, on, you know, with that, that project anyway. So it's like the fact that there was like a, and, and Oh, the, my, the, the, the best part was it was six hours long. I was on there for six wow. hours. Oh it started, <laughs> yeah, it started wow. at like, I think 10 PM Chicago time. And I went until like, I don't know, four or five in the morning. It was, oh, wow. it was, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It was pretty wild and it was just so fun. And like, like I said, like if I would have seen people start dropping off or like, oh, okay, people are going to bed. Like, but like people were freaking hanging with me and it was really, <laughs> I don't know. To me, it was one of the most memorable, like of all of the, the, the like online live stream, that one just felt like, slightly more important or slightly just cooler or you know whatever like a, a, a little bit above the rest just because I feel like I don't know I feel like a lot of people appreciated it um and I just had fun and it was like a way for us to just all like 
you know, and especially by the way, we were all really looking forward to getting out of 2020, you know, so that mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah. We had that, we had to oh, find yeah. some way to, to, you know, ring in the new year in a fun way and, and celebrate it. So yeah, it was, it was a really fun, memorable night, I think for a lot of people. Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely going to be one of those little, little points of interest in the, on the map of million miler for sure. <laughs> when people look back and they're like, yo, that they're gonna be like, Hey, I, w I was at this thing. You were, you were somewhere else. Exactly. I was there till 4 a.m. <laughs> I need that six hour. I need a six hour playlist. You know, it's like, up actually on my, uh, million miler. Oh. Spotify, <laughs> yeah. The new year's oh. Eve playlist is up there. I had to upload it. So there you go. I mean, I might link that in our uh, in our show notes when oh, this yeah. podcast comes out. I'm gonna be like, be like, hey guys, get in there. If, if you just need this real this six hour fuel. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we were joking uh, before you joined the call. We were joking about like the '80s nostalgia and like how everybody loves the '80s. And I was like, yeah, but they weren't a part of it. I was born in '87, and I'm like, I I'm not a part of it either. <laughs> like I'm right at the end there. Yeah, you're a, you're a you're a little baby. Yeah. being like what's up? But like, <laughs> hey, that's okay. I still that's have, okay. I still have that connection to like '80s music though. Like I'm still like, I, I don't know if it's just like that's what I heard when I was young or whatever, or just like it it resonated with me in the right way. But it's like, yeah, I would listen to a six hour '80s playlist hit hit the shuffle button and let that go. I mean, I would strongly recommend it. I think it, it, it's good. Uh, there's something there is like, you know, we were talking about earlier. It's just that nostalgia, that comfort to it. Again, even if you weren't even alive in the eighties, like yeah. you can, you get the sense when you listen to a lot of that music, you can still feel the, the excitement. You can still feel the fun and the, the, like the vibes, right? Um, so yeah, I don't think you need <laughs> oh, to, yeah. I don't, you could be, you know, born five years ago and still hear those 80 songs and they're still timeless and they still have that, um, you know, that, that good, good feel to them. So yeah. So the playlist, yeah. If you, if you need to kill six hours, that's what I would recommend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I understand that. I was joking with Brian the other day because I I'm a radio producer. So I was like going through some of our catalog and I was like listening to all this like 90s alt hits that we got uploaded to our system. And I sent a message to Brian. And I said, oh, wow, I'm just romanticizing what it would have been like to be a teenager in like the 90s or early 2000s because I was born in 94. And mm. he was like, what are you talking about? Stop <laughs> no, talking I was about like, that. But it's I was like, yeah, those thing. are great years. Those are good times. <laughs> the, the music. But, and, uh, oh, it was, it was a good vibe. I'm like, I just want to be Daria. That's it. But it's definitely like almost the same thing. It's just like a different generation a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> Totally. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I was around for those, you know, the nineties and stuff that was kind of my, you know, developmental years. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. It's like, I feel like everybody, like, no matter, like you just said, it's all people are kind of the same. It's just different music or different styles or right. You know? Um, but I definitely think that that was a really, you know, it was way different from the eighties, right? The eighties were kind of mm -hmm. like the feel good, like, you know, kind of celebrate life thing. And, and the nineties were, got a little bit darker and a little bit, mm -hmm. of course there was grunge, grunge and, uh, you know, like Seattle rained overall and literally rain, you know, it's like the, the, the weather <laughs> kind of the gloominess that that brought, um, but it was it was a really cool time to like to to grow up, I guess. 
but I kind of feel like like the eighties were like 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 in the eighties they were obsessed with the fifties, right? I don't know yeah. if you guys like like Back to the Future, Stand by Me, like all these movies kind of took place or went back to the fifties, and um, I kind of feel like in the fifties it was like kind of a lot of positive things happening. You know, it was like music was fun and like you know rock and roll was starting and all you know all of that. You know, people were dancing and, and stuff like that. And then the sixties brought some kind of some turmoil, you know, and, and music got a little bit more serious. And um, of course the seventies then got kind of even darker in places. Um, and then the eighties was like the, you know, everybody was feeling good again. And in pop culture and in music, it was like, again, like there was an innocence to it kind, kind of reminiscent of the fifties. And I feel like that's now why not why now, we can look back on the eighties as like the time before the nineties got all kind of sad and dark <laughs> and then the millennium and the internet and all kind all, you know, the eighties were kind of like the last moment before, you know, before like life as we know it kind of started, you know, yeah. it was like the last, the last age of innocence, much like the fifties were for, for those people. Um, so yeah, there's something just like, there's a, there's just a, a, um, just a, a lightheartedness or a, um, oh, they're just not as, they don't feel as heavy. There just feels something like more uplifting about, about listening to that music and, and that whole, that era for sure. Even the movies and everything, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, I watched a video the other day that was talking very, Similarly, similarly, honestly, about uh, emo music and pop punk music of like the early 2000s, too. And it's like, is there a reason why certain music, like even if you're not nostalgic for it because you weren't there for it, it still hits you in a nostalgic way that like, hmm. you know, kids now are like, yeah, Dear Maria is like my jam. And it's like you weren't like you you weren't there it's like you weren't you weren't in 2006 literally you weren't in 2006 how is it hitting you uh nostalgically and it's 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 interesting that like there's music like that and and hearing you talk about it with the 80s i'm like oh yeah it's the same thing it's like i wasn't in the 80s but like uh how much of that music like hit me in the right way like how many 80s hair metal bands did i listen to as a kid and i was like yeah this is great and then you're like, but I wasn't there. I didn't. I never saw Motley Crue. Who, who cares? <laughs> Why do I understand totally. from Motley Crue? I never saw him. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. That, funny to think that like our like you know just that that emo scene is like like going to be yeah somebody's eighties, right? That's gonna be mm -hmm. like like people yeah. and, and it's already like <laughs> oh you my said, god, it's already kind of happening, you know. And I I love the fact that like like the whole SoundCloud rapper thing like everybody freaking loves emo and everybody's trying to be emo mm -hmm. and like like it's so funny to me to think that like of all the bands of like you know the early 2000s i feel like blink 182 probably gets referenced the most in like this mm -hmm. you know like a current culture of like i don't know whether it's yeah like rappers or whatever and to me like i freak you know blink is great but they were like the jokey goofy pop punk band you know they didn't really have they didn't really move any mountains for me you know they were like right. cool and they were like you know they did their thing but i feel like somehow they are like kind of one of the it, you know the quintessential bands of the early 2000s um 
but yeah, it's like, like I said, we're already kind of seeing that. So yeah, we're, maybe we're, are we nostalgic for our own, our, our own time? I guess, I don't know. Yeah. I guess that's what the, the whole point of all this is, right? Yeah. I mean, I, being a nostalgia podcast, being a nostalgia yeah. DJ set, being all this, it's like you're constantly thinking about like, what does nostalgia mean? Why does nostalgia make us do things? Why is it that like so many people are spending money on like legacy tours and shit? Like there's so much of that. And it's like, well, there, there's a reason for it. And obviously I am here for it. I'm all about it. I love it. You know, music I grew up with, but I'm like, well, there's something else happening here there's some other other movement with it that's happening that's just really interesting and like i'm like you said about the the emo hip-hop stuff is like i'm really interested in seeing like this new music that like i'm i'm really into the like a lot of these new artists that are coming out a lot of the emo hip-hop hip-hop stuff i'm super into and i'm like i didn't even like all the music like hip-hop and pop music when i was growing up like that wasn't my my stuff and now i'm like yeah i love this (laughs) right and like and why how is it happening you know what i mean like yeah. like i don't know it's just a very interesting like you would never fit connect those dots you know 10 years ago you would never be like hmm i'll bet you like rap and hip-hop is gonna go emo like what you would never <laughs> yeah seems like the farthest thing but maybe that's why it, it is happening maybe that's why it's cutting through because it is kind of cool and it is unique enough that it's kind of a fresh, it feels fresh because it is such an interesting combo that you wouldn't have expected, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, you see now like Willow Smith, you know, Mm -hmm. Will Smith's daughter just dropped a rock track with Travis Barker, obviously of Blink-182. So we see that all like melding together and people are like pretty into it for the most part. Which totally. is great to see, and mm-hmm. because we're used to just like new metal, so like Lincoln Park and Hollywood and Dead and other things like that, and now it's just like at this new forefront, and it's also like so much easily accepts more accessible for kids who are in that genre as well. Just be like, you know what? I'm just producing at home. I'm doing what mm-hmm. I want. I don't need to spend all this money in a studio. And it's cool to see that more coming out as well. And I did want to know, though, if you are able to talk about this demo you had mentioned earlier with the plain white tees. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, this emo rap hip hop or anything, <laughs> but Is this or, where you, you know, maybe your a little bit more 80s, too. <laughs> it's where you drop your SoundCloud link. But could you tell us anything about it, like sound wise or what you guys are expecting to go into it with? So, um, again, it, it's in the early stages, you know, thinking about new music for the tees. But, um, you know. Like I said, with our last Plain White Tees album, Parallel Universe, we kind of, we tried to really push ourselves out of our, you know, our comfort zone and experiment with a little bit of like synthy stuff, a little bit of more like, you know, uh, modern production and beats and, you know, like I said, things that you would never expect uh, from a Plain White Tees record. And that was awesome. And then we love the album. We're super proud of it. We love it. Um, but, you know, that kind of, like I said, that led me to, to pursue Million Miler, to pursue a project that could really, really do that authentically, you know, because I think I feel like with Plain White Tees, because we are a bit more of like a known brand, you know, it's kind of like I, I think there's only there's a there's a level we can push it where people are like, man, like, that's really cool. But like, it's like you you you, you want if you want the Coca-Cola you don't want new Coke, you know, you don't want, Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? You don't want Coke watermelon. You want Coke. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's like, yeah. So I, I think that, that we kind of got that out of our system a little bit with, with, uh, like I said, with the last album and again, with doing s- s- my side project and everything. Um, so honestly, I feel like with this last year, especially of just getting to sit in this room and write a bunch of songs and kind of be introspective and um, have that space uh, to create without any pressure or anything like that. Um, I feel like the, this new Plain White Tees album is going to kind of be a little bit more stripped down and, um, and I guess play to our strengths a little bit more, you know, just be more focused on, on, um, you know, just writing a, a, a good song or, you know, a song that, that connects to people with a really honest lyric and not trying to dress it up in a modern way or with all the bells and whistles, you know, to compete with, you know, the weekend or something and more of just like, <laughs> let's just stick, stay in our lane and let's just find that, find that way to be as authentic as we can and uh, so that that's kind of where our head's at right now with it. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's it's honestly kind of refreshing to hear like uh, you know a band is like I'm gonna go to the studio and like stick to our roots and not just like throw a bunch of stuff in you know which I feel like back in the day oh, that was me. the vibe. <laughs> We've been doing that for years, you know. Just yeah. Always. <laughs> you know, well, because to be honest, and you guys probably know the history. It's like Playwright T started as more of like a pop punk band, you know? And so we've always had these acoustic songs on our albums and those have always kind of been the ones that people have latched onto. Mm -hmm. And so over the years, it's been a little bit of like a, well, we still want to be this band that we started as, and we still want to do songs that are like, you know, people are going to like mosh to, or people are going to, you know, want to move, you know, want to move people. But the ones that really connected were always the, you know, the, the dialed back ones. And so, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, so like you said, it's like over the years, we've been just always wanting to do things and trying different things. Uh, but it's like, kind of like slightly selfish if you think about it, you know, like, <laughs> like, I don't know, like not, I don't, I don't mean to say like give people what they want. Like, it's just like a soulless thing. But obviously it's like when I sit down to write a song, I've got a choice of what it's going to sound like or what it's, you know, is it going to be a goofy song? Is it going to be a, you know, try to write something more from the heart? Is it going to be something that, oh, I've got this crazy concept that's super clever, you know, it's like all kinds of ways you can approach writing a song. And I think that all of those, all of those approaches are great and they can really lead to something special. But it seems like for Plain White Tees, the more heartfelt approach has always been what has succeeded for us and what is, you know, connected with people the most for our band. And um, so I think that, like, you know, we've never really tried to, like, harness that in. Like I said, we've always kind of been wanting to do a bunch of different things. So, again, one of the, the things with the pandemic, having that space kind of kind of led to that, that um mm-hmm you know, realization. So, so yeah, that's what we're trying to do. I like it. Yeah. 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 Honestly too. It's like, <laughs> I, I remember back in the day where everybody was like, well, EDM is getting really popular. Now we're going to throw in some EDM. We're going to throw synths. We're going to do uh, oh, yeah. dubstep and everything. 
And then it's like now that pop punk is kind of getting more popular, everyone's going to go like, we got to throw guitars. We got to have like, you know, sad lyrics, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> like it's going to totally, be the exact, yeah. uh, not to quote Fall Out Boy, but I'll quote Fall Out Boy. It's going to be a different kind of arms yeah. race. Yeah, there you go. It's, <laughs> and you know, it's very easy. It's like, because when something fresh comes out, you want to chase that or you want to be like, dude, that's so cool. I love that. So you want to, mm -hmm. you know, you want to go a little bit of that direction or, or, you know, find a way to kind of pepper that into what you do. Um, so yeah, it's like no fault to like any of these, you know, any, any artist that does that for sure, because it, it's, it's like it, you know, you, it's very easy to want to, um, yeah. but yeah, it's all, you know, obviously it's like the, the, the reason, you know, like I, I, when Skrillex came out, he blew my mind. Like it, it to me, Skrillex Damn. was as important as like the Beatles or Nirvana or Michael Jackson. It's like, like he completely revolution, like took music in a direction that no one had ever really done before. Um, and that was really exciting. Um, but it's like, yeah, it's like, cool. Nobody is going to do it as good as Skrillex. So it, like mm -hmm. as much as the temptation <laughs> would be to like, oh, we got to do something like that. It's like, well, he's already got that covered, guys. You know, like let's, you know, like <laughs> kind of stay in your own lane or, you know, find find out what makes you special, you know. Yeah. And that's something that, that, again, even though the world has told us time and time again with our hits and stuff, it's like we've never really wanted to listen or, you know, we we – we never really wanted to just be that thing that people really loved from us. Um, and I'm not saying that we're going to make an all acoustic album or something, but just, mm -hmm. like I said, just to be a little bit, you know, a little bit more uh, aware of, of, uh, you know, of the direction I think is the key. Yeah. So no, uh, no dubstep on the new record. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, I never say never, but uh, <laughs> probably not. It's it's an open book, possibly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Look, it's only a matter of time until we start bringing dubstep back, and then I'll be right back in a different kind of nostalgia where I was. Wow. Into that too. Dude, totally. That's a great point. Yeah, like like seven years from now, maybe not even. Like, there's gonna be some dubstepy thing with like mixed with like. Well, I don't want to say country because I feel like. Uh, is it, <laughs> Is it Luke Bryan or one of those guys is already kind of does like a kind of hip hop mm. thing. I don't know if it's Luke Bryan. I don't, I don't really know country, but um, yeah, it's anyway, one of them. I know for sure. There's it's going to be, yeah, there's going to be something like dubstep is not dead. I promise that. Right. It, there's going to be some comeback. <laughs> so yeah. Where can people find all the, all the groups, all the acts, all the bands, all the labels, all the, all the stuff. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I guess the hub would be humans were here. That's my, that's the label that puts out all this music. Uh, so humans were here.com, um, and at humans dot were dot here. It's like humans were here with dots in, in between, uh, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And, um, for me personally, uh, Higgy pop is my Instagram handle, which is <laughs> my, my last name is Higginson. And, Back in the day, like 10 years ago, one of our sound guys started calling me Higgy Pop. And I, you know, I just kind of <laughs> caught on. So at Higgy Pop. Um, and then, yeah, Million Miler, um, MillionMilerMusic.com is the website. That's my 80s synth pop side project, solo project. 
um, dropping a full-length album, my debut album, coming out May 10th uh, with the the record release party at Zuma Beach. Anybody that's on the West Coast, come hang out free, get some free swag. Um, and yeah, you can pre-order the Million Miler album on vinyl. You know I'm making the cassette tape um, and all oh, kinds yeah. of cool merchandise. <laughs> You can order that all at humanswerehere.com. Um, and then, yeah, Punk Project TLB, you guys, that probably honestly fits in more um, into this scene and this podcast. Uh, we didn't really talk too much about that. But, yeah, I, I'm the drummer of a punk band called TLB, um, and we just put out an album. That was actually the first music I made. I recorded in quarantine. We got together mm. in August, um, super safe, masked up did literally one person at a time with the, with a producer and one person in, in the room. And we, we were like really anal about being just like as safe as possible, especially then. Cause then it was still mm. kind of in the thick of it, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, so TLB, we got two albums out. So please check out TLB. And then of course, Plain White Tees, new music coming uh, some, some time soon in the near future. So there you go. Perfect. Yeah. There you go. And I, and I will also tell everybody, I actually saw TLB at the Double Door. Oh, they, wow. They do hit. So everybody, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you. Good recommendation. Um, and yeah, we'll tell everybody to uh, to go check that out and just, you know, play it over and over again. Just run it up, run up those numbers. Um, Hell, yeah. Are, Hell yeah. Are there video? You mentioned videos for, for YouTube. Are there going to be any music videos coming out for those those projects? Yeah. Or is anything? So so TLB has a bunch of really fun videos out already. Um, Million Miler, I'm actually shooting uh, my first two videos. We're actually, <laughs> of course, with the 80s theme, we're doing mm -hmm. um, a, a two videos with the same storyline. And one's going to be like to be continued at the end of it. Kind of mm -hmm. like a little Back to the Future vibe, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, like that. Yeah. So we're shooting those two videos uh actually next week so hopefully i probably probably won't be out by the time you know by may 10th by the album release but definitely in may there will be uh at least one if not both million miler videos <laughs> there'll be like a certain amount of time between them so it's like that to be continued leaves people like sitting at the I edge of their that, seat wanting yeah. more <laughs> i think there's got even though we're making them at the same time yeah you're right i think it's got to be even if it's just like two or three weeks or something like we got to have that cliffhanger right yeah you'll have that like you uh keep everyone at the edge of their seat yeah. exactly just waiting for more and we're like where is it exactly you don't want to do it like netflix where you just drop the whole season one day you're like no <laughs> hang out yeah, then, next week yeah then i guess to be continued you're right it wouldn't make sense then so yeah gotta gotta give some space <laughs> I like that a lot. Um, okay. Well, uh, we are going to keep the conversation going over on Twitch. We're going to keep hanging out there with everybody. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, Tom, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This is a lot of fun. Really stoked on all the new stuff. Love the music. So um, this was this is awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. This was super fun. And uh, yeah, it's fun because I I've just spent so much time making all this music it's like you, you got to remember sometimes like, oh, yeah, I actually have to go tell people about it. Right. You got to like, <laughs> promote it. Or else go talk about know. it. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you guys for having me. It was awesome.
Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Thank you for checking out this episode of the Emo Social Club podcast. And thank you to Tom for hanging out with us. It was so much fun. It's a good time. Uh, yeah, just an absolute pleasure to have him on. Um, yeah, it was, you know, at least for us, it's, you know, we grow up listening to a lot of these bands and we're like, oh, okay, cool. Now we get to like talk to them. And yeah. it's always good too that Tom is a very nice person. So yeah. we really, we would love that too. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we have a, a treat for you this week. We will have another episode coming out on Thursday. So if you're listening to this on Monday, uh, make sure that you are subscribed to us on whatever podcasting app you are listening to this on or on YouTube. If you're watching the video there, if you're not, I mean, you're listening to this on the podcast, but if you're it's so inclined to watch the video version of it, you can also subscribe to us over on YouTube and watch all of our episodes there as well. Uh, so make sure that you are subscribed so you get that episode that's coming out on Thursday. Uh, and otherwise, there will be episodes every Monday uh, and probably some extra ones over the next month as well. Um, we'll be back on or sometime with another uh, live recording. Subscribe so you know. <laughs> yeah. Subscribe so you know. Follow us on Twitch. From all of us here at the Emo Social Club Podcast, I'm Brian. And I'm Lizzie. Goodbye. See you next time. Bye. <laughs> Which claw are you drinking there? Watermelon. It was, it was the one that was at the front. <sighs> I'm going to be honest with you, Lizzie. I think White Claw is a brand that I like more than I like the beverage. Ooh. Spicy take.